Hey, this is Mohal Joshi from Los Angeles, California. I follow Indian foreign policy and defense with a special focus on Asia. You can follow me on Twitter at Mohal Joshi. Hey, this is Kishore Narayan from Bengaluru in India. I am an international relations expert specializing in global security, conflict resolution, and international negotiation. My focus areas include peace building and digital diplomacy. You can find me on Twitter at Veggie Diplomat. Was the victory of Gotabaya Rajapaksa in the recently concluded presidential elections in Sri Lanka a foregone conclusion? With the younger brother as the president, is the elder brother Mahinda Rajapaksa's bid to unquestioned political supremacy in the island nation unchecked? Is there a political danger of the island getting entangled in Sinhala nationalism? What happens to the goodwill projects carried out by India to help Sri Lankan Tamils to rebuild after the bloody civil war? Will the Indian fishermen be targeted and killed for crossing into Sri Lankan waters just like how they were during the previous Rajapaksa regime? More importantly, was Delhi prepared for a Rajapaksa return? Does Delhi have a game plan to keep the Rajapaksas on a leash without conceding too much to Beijing? In the wake of the deadly Easter bombing, will there be greater security cooperation between Delhi and Colombo? What does the speed at which India dispatched its Minister for External Affairs, S. Jaishankar, to Colombo? to invite Rajapaksa to New Delhi indicate, with Prime Minister Ranil Vikramasinghe resigning as Prime Minister, will Sri Lanka see the top two, top two posts in the country being run by the two brothers? Hello and welcome to episode 23 of India Rising, Strategic Affairs Conversations with Mohal and Kishore, a show in which we analyze the happenings from around the world and their impact on India. This week, Sri Lanka went to the polls to elect a new president for the next five years. The incumbent president, Maitripala Sirisena, had announced that he will not contest clearing the way for the presidential house in Colombo to have a new occupant. Gotabaya Rajapaksa, the 70-year-old younger brother of ex-president Mahinda Rajapaksa was the candidate from the newly floated party Sri Lanka Porujana Paramuna or the SLPP. United National Party declared Minister for Housing 52-year-old Sajit Premadasa, son of ex-president Ranasinghe Premadasa. In the backdrop of Sirisena's presidency, being viewed with the legacy of the failed promises, deteriorated security situation in the island in the wake of Easter bombings, and failure to revive the fragile economy, the avoidable constitutional crisis imposed by Sirisena by unconstitutionally removing Prime Minister Vikramasinghe in 2018, the mandate was seen as a referendum on Sirisena's presidency. So the polls that we just concluded saw a highest ever turnout of 83%, which even eclipsed the last time's uh, highest ever turnout of 81%. 
so this indicated like an uh, anger among the people uh, for regarding the president in the end gotabaya rajapaksha won by a fairly one sided election garnering 52% of the vote compared to just uh, sajit premadasa's 42% now sajit premadasa while conceding defeat congratulated gotabaya saying at the conclusion of a hard fought and spirited election campaign it is my privilege to honor the decision of the people and congratulate mr gotabaya rajapaksha on his election as the seventh president of sri lanka end quote now within a day gotabaya rajapaksha taking oath as the president came the news that the incumbent prime minister ranil vikramasinghe was resigning which and i guess the elections are due to happen in february 2020 and a day later uh, mahinda rajapaksha uh, who was earlier president was now appointed as the caretaker prime minister until the elections which will happen sometime early next year so sure can you brief us about the legacy of uh, rajapaksha's from an indian perspective yeah sure so uh, we all know that uh, mahinda rajapaksha was the president uh, for two consecutive terms uh, from 2005 to 2015 and uh, the the military victory that uh, the sri lankan armed forces had uh, over the uh, ltte in 2009 helped him to uh, uh, win the 2010 elections almost uh, in a one sided election so uh, it was obvious that uh, mahinda as the president <coughs> and uh, gotabaya uh, who was the defense secretary then uh, were accused of killing tamils and also were accused of giving orders to harass and kidnap journalists who wanted to cover the plight of the tamils uh, with such uh, uh, human rights records it was obvious that new delhi would not support their cause as it could alienate alienate india from the western world not only that within india too the domestic politics playing out at that time uh, indicated that uh, the upa government that we had in india uh, had uh, support coming in from the tamil parties from uh, tamil nadu and uh, these tamil parties were not in favor of uh, helping Uh, the sinhala uh, dominated uh, sri lankan armed forces uh, to be weaponized and to be uh, given with the uh, intelligence information to go and launch a major offensive against the, the ltte so although the rajapaksha actually uh, although mahinda rajapaksha had actually come down to uh, new delhi asking for weapons and other information uh, india had to turn down his request and uh, that actually forced uh, india to uh, that actually forced uh, rajapaksha actually uh, to go uh, to the chinese asking for help so uh, china could not care less about the human rights record or anything of that nature in fact uh, china has never uh, attached a high priority to it so uh, sri lanka wanted money uh after the election and uh, china wanted a foothold uh, in the indian ocean so it was a win win situation for both of them so as india watched uh, helplessly sri lanka had fallen into the dragon's embrace 
And then came the election of 2015, uh, in which if uh, some report had to be believed, uh, India apparently played a part in ousting Mahinda Rajapaksa through its agency, the RAW. Uh, this was, however, uh, denied by both the Indian government and also the then Sri Lankan minister uh, in the Sri Lankan parliament. So, Kishore, it seems that not only our Western friends, but even our Southern friends uh, claim that Roy is doing nefarious activities in their neighborhood. Oh, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> indeed. Uh, but uh, I think uh, there may be some truth to it. Uh, you never know. But still, India would want uh, Sri Lanka to be firmly within its uh, zone of influence. After all, uh, Sri Lanka is a very, very strategically important uh, neighbor for us. So, yeah, that's about it uh, in terms of the legacy. So, Mohal, you want to talk about the Sarasena presidency and uh, yeah, how so, uh, we view, view the whole uh, presidency? Yeah, so it was evident that uh, that the president, Sarasena, and the prime minister, Anil Vikramasenge, even though they came together in 2015 to defeat Rajapaksha as a united front, the combination in the end failed to meet India's expectations. So, Sirisena didn't conduct uh, free free and fair investigations into the alleged corruption in lucrative deals that Sri Lanka had entered with the Chinese, benefiting the Rajapaksha family. On the contrary, under Sirisena's watch, the nation witnessed a bond scam in which the former head of a bank was accused of manipulating bond auctions in 2015 causing a loss of millions to the uh, Sri Lankan exchequer. Now, Sri Sena uh, reneged on his poll promise of establishing a Truth and Reconciliation Commission to bring the 23-year-old civil war which had ravaged the island nation to a logical conclusion and thereby keeping the Tamil minority dissolution. In addition, like Mahinda Rajapaksha started visiting India, to, make, to meet the political who's who in New Delhi, uh, including Prime Minister Modi. Uh, India didn't openly back the Rajapakshas, but it was clear that India didn't mind the Rajapakshas coming back to power in Colombo as long as its three red lines were addressed. One, uh, India's security interests should be kept in mind when Colombo engages with others, China and the US, for instance. Uh, two, India did not mind China, Sri Lanka's commercial and trade ties with China, but it would not tolerate Chinese military presence in the island nation. I think this was seen in the second term of Rajapaksha when I think a couple of nuclear submarines or I forget, like maybe it might be conventional submarines did dock in Colombo port right. and which read alarm bells ringing in the South Block in New Delhi regarding this uh, military presence of uh, Chinese mil uh, naval vessels in uh, Colombo. And coming back to the third point, India wanted the minorities, particularly the Tamils, treated with dignity and as equal citizens in Sri Lanka. So now it was amply clear that uh, Mahinda Rajapaksha had uh, uh, agreed to all three demands as Modi was the first to congratulate Gotabaya in an effort to reorient India and Sri Lanka, Sri Lankan relations. And I think last year Mahinda did make, uh, I mean, it wasn't a high profile visit, but it wasn't low key either. 
I mean, he did meet Prime Minister Modi, and that's when the rumor started swirling that India was probably getting around to the fact that Rajapaksha would win, as he had already won in the local body elections early last year. So New Delhi read the tea leaves that uh, that meant that Rajapaksha would come back sooner rather than later into the front uh, to the front in Sri Lankan domestic politics. Mm-hmm. I think it was Modi's way of uh, garnering bipartisan support uh, within uh, Colombo. The UNP, headed by Ranil Vikramhenge, has long been seen as a pro-India party. Yeah. But uh, Mahindra, uh, the same could not be said uh, uh, for uh, Mahindra Rajapaksha. So I think mm-hmm. this kind of a uh, visit by Rajapaksha to Delhi when he was not in power and uh, Prime Minister Modi giving him a patient uh, hearing and mm-hmm. also expressing uh, India's concerns actually meant that uh, India was willing to uh, be on talking terms with both of them and uh, would be uh, would not actually be favoring any political party within Colombo. So I think that helps India in the long run as well. Yeah. So, uh, so Kishore, do you think that India should be wary of the Rajapakshas because there has been a strained relationship uh, with uh, Rajapaksha, especially the second term between 2010 and 2015 between India and Sri Lanka? Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, I think uh, uh, in terms of the context, we need to understand that, uh, as you said, uh, Modi was very, very quick to congratulate uh, Gotabaya. Uh, on his uh, stupendous victory. In fact, Modi also took to Twitter uh, when he said uh, he looked forward to working closely with Gotabaya. Uh, and he said uh, we, he wanted it for deepening the close and fraternal ties between our two countries and citizens and for peace, prosperity, as well as security in our region. So uh, the election of Gotabaya and the subsequent appointment of Mahinda as the caretaker PM should actually be seen from multiple different angles. Uh, let me let me pick one of them, and then uh, Mohal, you can pick the rest. Uh, you can pick the others as well. Uh, first of all, let me talk about the Pakistani angle. Uh, disturbing news of uh, Gotabaya are emerging now, which actually might make uh, New Delhi uh, be a little wary of him. Uh, as a young army officer in the early 1970s, Rajapaksha was sent to Pakistan for an officer's training course at a time when actually Sri Lanka maintained uh, strong relations with Pakistan. Uh, later, during the war with the LTTE, when he was the defense secretary uh, under Mahinda, uh, Pakistan military apparently supported the Sri Lankan army. If uh, some accounts had to be believed, uh, Pakistan Air Force pilots participated in the airstrikes in 2008 against the uh, LTTE bases. Pakistan had apparently also deputed some of its uh, army officers to Colombo to guide the Sri Lankan security forces in their operations. And just like India, Pakistan too was quick to congratulate. In, in fact, uh, Imran Khan uh, congratulated Gotabaya, expressing the hope that the new dispensation in Colombo uh, would uh, reverse some of the earlier decisions uh, taken by Colombo vis-a-vis Pakistan. Uh, in fact, as I mentioned earlier, uh, Vikramasinghe actually seemed to be pro-India. 
and uh, he was parroting uh, India's lines uh, more often than not, uh, even when India boycotted the Shakh summit in Islamabad. So I think Pakistan now uh, hopes that all that would be reversed uh, under Gotabaya. So it needs to be seen if that will actually become a reality or not. Mohal? Yeah, so uh, coming to China, I mean, there is in addition to the close links that the Rajapaksha family has with China has always been a, a pestering issue for India. After all, it was due to Mahindra Rajapaksha's affinity to China uh, that force like Shirisena to sign away the Hambantota port to China on a 99-year lease because the debt had gotten too big to handle and they didn't see any other way uh, other than to sign a 99-year lease. Now, I think India has uh, gamed the unfolding situation quite well. I mean, Mahinda Rajapaksha's visits to Delhi should be analyzed in this regard. Now, it is obvious that India would have gotten some insurances from the Rajapaksha's to play the game by Delhi's rules. In fact, in uh, one of his interviews given to defense journalist Nitin Gokhale, during his visit last year, Mahinda Rajapaksha had said that China is our trading partner, but India is like our brother, end quote. So, uh, I mean, after all, the incumbent PM, Ranil Vikramasinghe and uh, President Shirisena couldn't even see eye to eye on a number of issues leading to the constitutional crisis in 2018, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, remember, Mohal, we covered that in one of our earlier episodes immediately <clears throat> after the constitutional crisis uh, unfolded. So mm-hmm. uh, we kind of knew that uh, the politics uh, in Colombo uh, was seeing uh, drastic changes. And uh, the recent uh, elections are a testimony to that fact. Uh, okay, so within, uh, within Sri Lanka itself, uh, we can look at the domestic identity politics. Uh, Gotabaya uh, and uh, uh, Mahinda uh, are still seen as uh, Sinhali uh, supremacist uh, leaders. In fact, this explains why the Tamil and the Muslim minorities voted uh, en masse for uh, Hajit Premadasa. Uh, will Gotabaya respect the democratic institutions? Will he help the minorities get their due after all the long years of fighting? Uh, only time can tell, only time can have the answers for all that. After all, in his thank you speech uh, soon after winning, he said, uh, I am conscious that I'm also the president of those who use the vote against me, he said, uh, as he was formally declared the hands down winner with 52% of the vote. He also said, it is my duty to serve all Sri Lankans without race or religious discrimination. I promise to discharge my duties in a fair manner." Unquote. But then, for the Rajapakshas, will old habits die hard? Uh, as strategic affairs expert Brahma Chalani uh, said in one of his articles, will Gotabaya end up enforcing a mono-ethnic identity on a multi-ethnic country? Uh, so that's the uh, primary uh, question that everybody has right now. So Mohal, you want to uh, pick up the other angle as well? Yeah, so the other angle is like the rising uh, 
jihad extremism in south asia mm-hmm. so the earlier this year we saw the easter sunday attacks i think which uh, kishor we covered in one of our uh, earlier episodes right. which was a terrible blow to the peace in the island nation now the these jihadi forces have gathered strength during the sirisena rule and sirisena office had more or less agreed that they didn't uh, pass on the intelligence inputs uh, given from india i would say multiple intelligence inputs to avoid the deadly attacks uh, to the executive government led by ranil vikramasinghe now the sinhalese majority nation has reposed faith in the rajapakshas who were successful in fighting the ltte and militarily defeating them now while the military victories are one hell of an achievement for a decades long civil war uh, the question remains that can that guarantee a victory against jihad which has its own dimensions to war kishor Hmm. So the other angle that uh, we also need to focus on is the growing uh, pan-Asian Buddhist supremacy ideology. Uh, Buddhist extremist forces have gained a foothold in countries like Sri Lanka, Myanmar, and Thailand, which are all uh, Buddhist-majority countries, resulting in the alienation of Muslims in all these countries. and in fact in sri lanka uh, it has resulted in the alienation of the hindu tamils also although the indian government seems to have turned a blind eye to the fate of the rohingya muslims in myanmar they are not in a position to influence the global opinion about it hence it actually reflects poorly on india to be seen as a supporter of the myanmar junta regime similarly in sri lanka too india silence may be construed as support and that is why india has mentioned to mahinda that uh, india wants the tamils to be treated uh, fairly and also to be treated as equal citizens in the in the future as well yeah i think there will be discussions on uh, Uh, making sure that the tamil causes are uh, or concerns are addressed to but there won't be any overt statements uh, to the same it will be more of a back channel discussion what many people sometimes misread is that a lack of uh, overt statements means that the issue has been completely sidelined but i'm sure that there would be discussions uh, for the same in the background just not overtly you know more right. overtly right So another angle is the Sri Lanka status as a US Navy hub. Now after the ouster of Mahinda Rajapaksha who was viewed by the west as somebody with dubious human rights record, the US quickly entered the scene to establish a naval hub for itself on the island. Now with the Rajapaksha's back in power it needs to be seen if US Navy can still continue operating out of the island. Be that is may Indian Ocean is getting crowded and for good measure. now while the southern part of the indian ocean has many blue water naval forces like the us the french the united kingdom operating in the waters closer to india are witnessing tight competition between indian chinese and the united states navies uh, for india this cannot be good news as such a situation implies that india cannot establish sole supremacy over the indian ocean i think like with uh, india even in the past like had 
issues with the US president Diego Garcia. So now with uh, if there was to be a naval base where US Navy would operate out of uh, much closer to Indian shores, India might not feel comfortable in spite of the growing uh, closeness of India-US ties. So, Kishore, uh, moving on, what is uh, India's best case scenario in Sri Lanka under the Rajapakshas? Hmm, that's a good question. So, hmm, it's no secret that uh, India wants the new dispensation in Colombo to uh, safeguard India's uh, strategic interests, including disallowing any Chinese military assets in the island nation and also submarines in the territorial waters. In addition, India will also expect maximum cooperation from Sri Lanka in fighting the Islamic State's growing presence in Tamil Nadu and Kerala in India, Sri Lanka, and also the Maldives. In this context, and also in the context of the changing political scenario within Sri Lanka, India has been quick to embrace political parties from across the spectrum. This helps India to have useful leverages irrespective of who comes to power. It also implies that India might conveniently brush the human rights abuses allegations against the Rajapakshas under the carpet and might even vote against any such motions in the UNHRC. Uh, for such support, India might want Sri Lanka to continue boycotting uh, SARC, which I already uh, spoke about, uh, when uh, Ranil Vikramasinghe was the Prime Minister. And uh, India might want uh, Sri Lanka to wholeheartedly embrace BIMSTEC. Uh, on the domestic front though, two Sinhala Buddhist uh, extremist organizations, the Bodo Balasena and the Navasinhala Ravaya, have announced that they will be disbanded. Now, this raises a doubt on what the future has in store, especially since the Sinhala have recently faced the brunt of the Easter attacks. Uh, if these organizations are willing to disband, does this imply that they will have confidence that the Rajapakshas will tackle the jihadi element and root out the terror problem completely? Such a problem itself raises many more questions, as people will be reminded of the last few days of the Tamil Civil War, when the Sri Lankan armed forces uh, indulged in a lot of uh, extra uh, judicial uh, uh, transgressions. So, Mohal, I think uh, that's the kind of uh, uh, scenario that India is looking at. Uh, in fact, uh, the, the hurriedly organized trip of uh, Minister for External Affairs, uh, S. Jaishankar, to Colombo should actually be seen in this context. Uh, mm -hmm. When uh, Jaishankar was in Colombo, it was announced uh, that uh, India had officially invited Gotabaya to Delhi at the earliest convenient time. And uh, we can now expect him to visit Delhi on the 29th of November. Uh, this will be Gotabaya's first visit abroad after taking charge. In fact, uh, the listeners might uh, not be aware of this. All the, all the heads of state of all the SARC countries, excluding Pakistan, of course, uh, their first visit abroad is actually uh, generally to India. Uh, you know mm -hmm. that uh, the Bangladesh Prime Minister or the Nepali Prime Minister, uh, they generally come down to New Delhi uh, immediately after taking charge. 
I'm familiarly with uh, Sri Lanka well. So that practice uh, is kept going even now. Now, India has to realize that Sri Lanka will not always dance to its tunes. After all, Sri Lanka has its own needs and challenges, and India cannot offer solutions for all of them. In other words, there is no way Sri Lanka will adopt a India-first approach. On the contrary, Sri Lanka will continue to maintain close ties with China and Pakistan. India will have to look at this in a pragmatic manner. Irrespective of whether Gotabaya will renege on the Hambantota lease with the Chinese, which he actually promised during his election campaigning, India will have to quietly increase the economic interdependence that uh, Sri Lanka has with us. The recent introduction of air connectivity between the two Tamil cities of Chennai in India and Jaffna in Sri Lanka is an example of how connectivity can be maintained between the two countries. Such connectivity and economic interdependence uh, feed into each other, strengthening the overall ties even more. Now, yeah, I think uh, mm-hmm. one point I wanted to make, like, I think India has done a lot of work uh, in northern Sri Lanka, uh, including building of uh, new homes, uh, which and also uh, Japan has in- done a significant amount of development work in Sri Lanka. So I think this is the uh, place where India and Japan, as a counter to the debt-laden BRI, could mm-hmm. use their friendship to undertake more development projects. I mean, India hasn't like had a stellar record of completing projects, but here they it could use the Japanese expertise and even money if need be to uh, help develop more infrastructure in Sri Lanka as a counter to the growing Chinese influence. Uh, which has been pervasive over the last term of the Rajapakshas. In fact, uh, Hajit Premadas was the minister for housing. And uh, he wanted to bank on his achievement of providing uh, houses with uh, Indian contribution. And Mm -hmm. uh, he thought that uh, providing the poor people with uh, homes will actually uh, keep him in good stead. And he might actually end up uh, overthrowing uh, the Rajapakshas. But that did not happen. But that's the uh, connection that the uh, how that's the housing connection between New Delhi and uh, Premadasa. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so the return of the Rajapakshas uh, gives New Delhi a unique opportunity. Uh, the West has more or less burned away all the bridges of communication that existed with the Rajapakshas. New Delhi can actually take the initiative and help in establishing a new channel of communication that goes via New Delhi. Uh, this will help New Delhi as it will uh, have a useful leverage against both the West and the Rajapakshas. Yeah, I think uh, uh, like Rajapakshas, like in, in the, especially Mahinda, he did note the the backlash against the, the growing clo- closeness with China mm-hmm. over the a second term. And as you had alluded to, I mean, there were rumors that the raw station chief in Colombo helped uh, gather like Sri Sena and uh, Ranil Vikramasinghe as a combined opposition candidate and helped, helped uh, defeat him. I mean, that was a rumor mm-hmm. back then. So he did understand that uh, whether he likes it or not, 
like india is a significant player and he could not he cannot lean too far to the chinese i mean granted he did go there because as you said like uh, historically when he came to india for military help india denied it though there are some reports that india did provide intelligence input but not military hardware because of the political domestic political compulsions mm-hmm. but uh, he does understand that india is a significant player in the indian ocean region and he needs to balance ties so uh, even in the hambantota there were reports that it, the project was offered to india first but since it wasn't right. a viable project uh, it went to china so he knows that he can't lean too far i mean he'll still keep coming back to india so that's where the opportunity that india has to leverage that whenever sri lanka asks for help it should help in as much uh, uh as much as possible because what's going to happen is then then the sri lankans are going to leverage china against india and that's what i think all of india's smaller neighbors in the neighborhood have been doing uh uh all along for the past few years the only change is that like before they didn't have a counterweight to india to leverage getting a better deal now with the uh, aggressive china in the south asian region they have two players to play off where they could use like okay you are giving me this deal like what about the let me go to the other guy and see if i can get a better deal so that will be some of the games that the great game like which will be played between india and china but anyways coming to rajapaksha i think he understands that he cannot lean too far one way so he will have to come back so some of the fear i mean because of the past history is i'd be a little bit overblown in my opinion that he will like solidly go with china and not uh, consider new delhi's red lines because he knows that in the end uh, he will run into trouble uh, if he gets a foul of like what new delhi is trying to do in the neighborhood Okay, uh, Kishore. Any final thoughts from you on this? No, I think we are good. I think we have uh, covered uh, whatever we wanted to. Okay, so coming to the recommendations for this week, Kishore, uh, do you want to share anything that you read which is worth recommending to our listeners? Mm, I would actually recommend Harita uh, Pushpa's piece on Mind dot net. I think she uh, kind of used the right word for it. Uh, she said that india and sri lanka uh, india will have to recalibrate its uh, sri lanka policy so i think uh, that was the right uh, choice of words yeah i agree india same bilateral uh, ties with uh, sri lanka so i think that's mm-hmm. the article that i would recommend Mohan, yeah same you... s- same article i was going to recommend the same oh, article okay. for this week so okay so with that friends uh, we come to the end of this week's episode where we covered in detail the presidential elections in sri lanka and the fast paced developments that have followed the results uh, we also covered in depth uh, what should india's response be to these new developments in the island nation uh, to continue hearing about such interesting topics uh, do subscribe to our channel india rising wherever you are listening to us If you have not left us a review we urge you to do so as it helps other listeners like you in finding us. We would also like to hear from you if you have any suggestions or any topics that you would like us to cover. Do remember that these topics should be directly related to Indian foreign policy. 
This is Mohalan Kishore signing off. Mm-hmm.